Um, hi. Who are you? Who I am? Yes. Uh, okay. My name is Emanuele Bardone and I'm senior researcher at the Institute of Education, uh, University of Tartu. And uh, we are speaking uh, about uh, robots and uh, robots and uh, all these awful things uh, that uh, take away our jobs. Maybe tomorrow, maybe in future. And uh, I asked you to speak uh, on this topic because I saw a post in your Facebook about yeah. this. Yeah. So. What uh, would you like to tell? Yeah, well, I can briefly tell you about the joke uh, that I posted to Facebook. I mean, that was a joke that came out of a conversation that I had uh, with our master students. Uh, we have a master program in educational technology, uh, which means that very often the question about, uh, let's say, robots replacing teachers uh, always pop out for one reason or the other. And uh, and so we're having a conversation, and uh, and uh, and once again this question popped out. So are we going? Are our teachers going to be replaced by robots? Uh, and then and then the joke was that yes, of course, uh, teachers will be replaced by robots. But eventually, uh, we will discover that we are actually the robots. So that basically we're trying. We're just trying to. Uh, Let's put it this way, we are looking ourselves into the mirror. So this was the joke that I made. Okay. Uh, but but I'm, not, I'm not so sure that we're going to be replaced by robots. And anyway, the issue would be who are going to uh, design those robots? It's not that robots grow on the trees. But uh, it's, uh, this joke sounded like a Matrix movie. Yes, well, it does actually. It does. Uh, I haven't seen the movie actually, although it's uh, it's. Yeah, I've never I've never watched the movie, but I know I know more or less the plot. But uh, in my joke, it was more about. Uh, I mean, are we are we aware that, uh, in a way, technology is like a mirror in which we just reflect our own image, and uh, and. Uh, yeah, but yes, let's say that the main scenario is a kind of matrix type of scenario where, where we're going to lose everything. But I don't think that we're going to lose anything. Mm -hmm. Especially because, as I said, even when uh, part of our jobs can be replaced by robots, then the question will remain the same. Who is going to uh, design those robots? Maybe maybe we're gonna have teachers uh, whose main job would be that of designing teaching robots. Who knows? In a way, uh, we are already designing, but not uh, exactly robots, by, but uh, some uh, uh, e-courses. I think uh, this is a uh, um, little bit uh, similar. We are yeah. just, uh, giving... Uh, uh, routine jobs uh, or yeah. routine tasks uh, to uh, e-learning environment yeah, and yeah. Uh, we leave uh, in more interesting uh, part of our job to ourselves, right? Well, uh, well yes. Well, actually, uh, what, what, what some colleagues are doing is uh, to design what they call tutoring systems. And, and tutoring systems are something a little bit more advanced uh, 
than learning content management systems like Moodle, for example, where actually, yes, the students can be completely independent from teacher's intervention. So, so they just perform a number of tasks and that's it. In tutoring systems, uh, actually, uh, the teacher disappears. So, so that basically um, there's no real teacher, but the student goes through a number of steps that are actually decided uh, by the tutoring system depending on uh, uh, what the student is doing, what the student is interested in, what the student uh, has to learn. So this is actually not uh, so, uh, such a futuristic uh, scenario. Uh, which uh, which makes the whole thing even more interesting because in a way we should at some point uh, arrive in at asking ourselves uh, uh, what is our job as teachers because we are all teachers. I mean, I'm a teacher, you are a teacher. So what do you think, uh, what are the main advantages of this uh, tutoring system? Well, I don't think that there is anything particularly interesting in those uh, tutoring systems because essentially they are selecting the tasks that the students should go through. And I don't think that this is uh, the main thing that we are doing when we are teaching. This is just one of the tiny, one of the tiny parts of teaching. So, for example, you meet, uh, you meet a student or a group of students, and usually I have conversations with the students because we are trying to understand something, right? Mm -hmm. And then, once in a while, I suggest them to read these or, or that text. So I don't see that my job is exclusively that of giving them things to read. And I don't even think that teaching means uh, uh, testing student, testing students' knowledge. So I think that such tutoring systems are based on a, some kind of misconception of what teaching is. I'm not saying that it's wrong to design such systems. I'm just saying that sometimes we have to look at what we mean by teaching and then and then we can actually see if if uh, if how how to engage technology in this process okay but uh, back to uh, robots and uh, the other uh, awful things uh, we are expecting from uh, the future mm. um, there is an estonian song I think uh, it was made in um, maybe eighties, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, it says uh, that uh, all those machines will do uh, our uh, work, uh, and uh, uh, we will be useless soon. Yeah, like uh, humans and horses will be useless. Yes, uh, this is there is nothing uh, new about yes. uh, steering uh, robots. So why are we still afraid of uh, some artificial intelligence? Why are we afraid of this? Why are we afraid of this? Well, I'm not afraid of it, of, 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 of these possible scenarios. Uh, so probably I'm not the best person to ask this question, but uh, um, I don't know, actually. I don't know. Why, why, do, why do you think we are afraid uh, of robots replacing us? Is there, is there something that we have that we want to protect? I think there are many uh, possible answers. Uh, the main thing is uh, we are afraid of uh, many things we don't know about. Yeah. Like uh, fire, machines, robots, whatever new 
Yeah. It's uh, something uh, scary. Okay, so it's just that it's just that robots is something. I mean, they can. Uh, we start we start thinking about ourselves in a different way, in a new way, and so this is what is scaring. Maybe um, you and I are not scared uh, of robots because uh, we know uh, robots uh, would probably first take uh, the boring job. They will. Uh-huh. Uh, they wouldn't take anything, but uh, we we try to give them. Uh, uh, boring and routine jobs, and uh, we hope uh, we are left with more fun things to do. Mm. But what if uh, what if the whole thing would be a huge matrix? What if uh, what if the actual scenario is a bit darker than this? So it's not just uh, it's not that we're gonna have interesting jobs because all the routine jobs are done by by robots. But what if uh, all the jobs will be then routine jobs, and that therefore robots will take care of those, including designing and making robots. Do you have the answer? I don't. No, I don't know. I don't know. This is this is probably the reason why people are afraid, that 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 they think that it's not just about uh, replacing those jobs that are not interesting or that are routine jobs, but that in the end. Uh, we will just serve the machines uh, that are performing certain types of jobs, the jobs that we deem uh, fundamental for our survival. So I think that, I think that, I mean, I'm actually scared. I mean, I was joking before. I think that I'm scared about one possible scenario, the scenario in which we are enslaved to the machines. And I think that this scenario is possible. I'm not saying that it's necessary, but it's possible. So, for example, if we think of uh, tutoring systems, what is the role of uh, the human being then? Well, it's just uh, making sure that uh, that the machine is working, uh, that that everything is going smoothly, uh, that the students don't have any issue with the computers, for example. And in this case, the the teacher's role will be that of merely operating the machine, so a sort of engineer which is very different from the present role that uh, the teachers uh, have. You see my point? Yes, I see. So I think that this is, this is the reason why I think we're scared. We're scared that, that uh, we're going to use uh, our machines and in turn we are going to be enslaved uh, to the type of uh, organization that uh, machines require. So uh, now we hope uh, we will be masters and they will be slaves. But uh, if we are, if we will do some kind of mistakes in this process, they might take over. It's like a planet of apes. Well, it's not that they are going to take over. I would say that uh, we will have a type of organization in which humans are merely enslaved to machines which can perform a certain task way better than us. This is, I think, a possible scenario. So, so the problem here is the type of organization that we would like to have and the role of different technologies in the organization that we would like to design. So we can have, we can have for instance, robots that are not going to replace us. Uh, but we may have robots that will become partners. So, for example, we may have a teacher who is uh, still performing the traditional role of a teacher, and then we may have robots assisting the teacher. 
in different tasks. So, so you see the difference. And the difference is uh, uh, the way in which we organize uh, uh, our partnerships with, uh, with, uh, with the tools, in this case with robots. But uh, it doesn't sound very scary. No, that doesn't sound very scary because uh, I think that we realize that what we want uh, is not to be enslaved uh, to our machines. And this is actually what we're trying to do in educational technology, for example. We don't, we never, th we never actually think uh, that technology can replace us. Uh, we think in terms of partnership, a partnership that hopefully is uh, emancipatory both for students and teachers. Because very often we say, oh my God, robots are going to replace teachers. But I wouldn't like to be a student be taught by a machine. There's no flexibility. There's no real flexibility, even when we have artificial intelligence in built in those systems. Um, so far, uh, we have heard uh, that uh, humans are more creative and flexible than uh, uh, artificial intelligence, uh, yeah, but uh, maybe it won't stay like this. Uh, so, uh, if a machine becomes uh, more creative, uh, well, machines are learning. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Well, this is of course this is the dream uh, of 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 the so-called artificial artificial intelligence since the fifties mm -hmm. uh, of the last century when. Uh, uh, engineers, computer scientists, cognitive scientists were trying to reproduce some kind of intelligence in the machines that they were designing. And, and to some extent, we may say that uh, a machine can learn and can be creatively uh, engaging with, the, with different tasks. But I think that the problem doesn't really change because I think that we can think of machines as something that will replace us or something that will help us, that will assist us. And, uh, and, and whether they are very creative or not, where, whether they are going to be very flexible and very creative or not, it doesn't matter because it's about how we interface with them, how we enter in this partnership. So once again, the problem is whether we want them to assist us, to be partners, or if uh, we want them to replace us, and therefore our role will be uh, that of being uh, uh, enslaved to them. Okay. And then, and then, and then, yeah. Perhaps another thing. Once again, we have to understand what it means uh, that they can be creative or that they can learn, because so far the biggest problem is that. Uh, uh, well, first of all, we program them. Okay. Uh, the second problem is that uh, everything that concerns uh, creative tasks uh, requires uh, that the machine understands something about the context. And this is something incredibly, incredibly hard to reproduce in a machine. But anyway, even when, even when and this is of course a, a conjecture, uh, almost like a counterfactual. So imagine that we will get to the point in which machines can actually be creative. But then, as I said, the question will remain the same. Do we want them to be our masters, as you said, or do we want to establish some kind of uh, uh, partnership, even, even some kind of partnership among equals? So I'm not saying that they are necessarily, that, that uh, 
that we consider them inferior to us? Well, I think uh, this is the most uh, positive uh, scenario. Uh, if uh, we can uh, be uh, partners and nobody fears the yeah. other, uh, uh, I guess uh, this is uh, the positive scenario. And uh, we have uh, discussed the negative scenarios as well. Uh, what do you think, uh, what should our students uh, understand about the uh, future? Um, what uh, should students know now yeah. to be happy in the future? To be happy in the future? Yes. Well, this is a very hard question because it's not about robots, clearly, and it's uh, not about technology. Very great, uh, concept, uh, but uh, regarding uh, yeah. robots and uh, future jobs and everything like yeah. that. Uh, well, let me think. I think that, uh, well, first of all, students are political subjects. So one thing that I would uh, that I would recommend or suggest uh, to to students is uh, to make sure that uh, all the decisions that we will make in the future uh, will be made uh, decisions uh, made by the people and the interest and, and in the interest of people uh, this is the first thing because i think that technology can be used uh, for exploiting each other essentially and uh, and i think that a lot of the stuff that is going on now can be uh, read in this way so that there is, let's say, a group of people that is leveraging on technology, that is trying to push a certain interpretation of technology, which makes them uh, having the upper hand on, 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 on all other people. This is one thing. The second thing is that, uh, I mean, the future is open. So whenever, whenever I hear that people saying 80% of the jobs in this field will be gone, uh, I'm not so sure that we can say that. I mean, of course we can have uh, some kind of predictions, but but actually we 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 don't know what is going to happen in the future. And I make a very stupid example. I think that we are all familiar with the film uh, Back to the Future, mm -hmm. uh, uh, the second part. So the film was made uh, back in, uh, um, it was, I think, 1989. So it was three two years before the web was invented. The web was invented in 1991, if I'm not mistaken. So if you look at Back to the Future number two and the way in which they imagined 2000, the year 2015, you can see that they completely missed uh, uh, the big revolution that we're witnessing now, which is the web revolution. But they imagined some kind of things like, like flying cars. Or, or there was a very interesting example of a small pizza that was cooked in basically uh, five seconds in spatial ovens. Uh, so, so whenever I look at that, uh, whenever I watch that uh, that film, I have the impression that they, they, they. I mean, that it's very hard for us to imagine how the future will look like. And, uh, and of course, we can make predictions uh, that would say that in, uh, in 30 years, uh, teachers will be replaced or certain jobs will be replaced. But I'm not so sure if these are real predictions or they are just our ideas as to what the future will look like. And if, if, uh, if, if we're just, just imagining the future, 
then we can imagine whatever future we want because what is going to actually happen will be different. And, and so God knows what is going to happen. I make a, a further example, uh, which is uh, specifically about artificial intelligence. As I said, artificial in intelligence is nothing new. It was, uh, it was a research program uh, that was born out of the Cold War uh, when they basically invented the very first computers that were as big as a, as a big room, okay? Mm -hmm. and, and sometime in the 70s, uh, even before the 70s, late 60s, uh, this, uh, uh, what was called the strong program was abandoned because they realized we ne we're not, we're not going to invent uh, artificial intelligence. We're not going to have uh, uh, these uh, um, objects or machines that would be as intelligent as us. So, so of course, in a future in in a futuristic scenario, nobody was thinking that artificial intelligence uh, would uh, uh, play a pivotal role. But then, for some reason, like uh, I would say, to say ten years ago or five years ago, uh, artificial intelligence made a strong comeback. And uh, and of course, it wasn't the same type of program that people had in mind in the fifties and sixties. It's more like a commercial application. So, so, and yet we're still using the term artificial intelligence, which, uh, which means something slightly different than just reproducing, let's say, the human brain, which was the idea that people had, uh, that, that the pioneers had uh, back in the 50s. So you see that very often uh, we don't know what is going to happen in the future. And as I said, in my opinion, all this emphasis that we're putting on robots and artificial intelligence is just because it's a big hype. We don't know uh, what will remain of this hype in the future. Or maybe there will be another type of technology. So, for example, we are talking about teletransportation, that you can be transported from one place to the other uh, in a blink of an eye. Okay, maybe this will happen in 10 years and we will, uh, uh, we will not care about artificial intelligence and robots because uh, we, we may uh, move from one place to the other in the world uh, very quickly. Like in, 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 in one second I can be teletransported uh, to Japan, to Osaka or any other place in the world. Or, or uh, we will have another type of technology based on holograms and uh, and uh, and then this again will replace uh, uh, any ideas that we have about robots and artificial intelligence. And by holograms, I mean that my image can actually be projected wherever I want, or other bio uh, technologies like cloning, for example. Uh, we can we can actually clone a human being, right? But uh, but but at the moment, we don't think that this is uh, the right thing to do. But maybe in the future, we will change our mind. And therefore, again, we will not be talking about uh, uh, robots replacing us. We will be talking about our clone replacing us. So you see, it's actually, ultimately, it's very hard uh, to, 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 to say what is going to happen in the future. We can, of course, discuss. And I think that all discussions about, uh, uh, for example, robots replacing our jobs, uh, teachers, whatever, uh, are all political discussions because they are all about how we want to organize our society in the future. So I'm not saying that it's pointless, but certainly I would say, I would, I would say, I would tell students, first of all, not to worry, but to be engaged in those discussions, especially thinking about 
what kind of society they would like to live in the future. Okay, so it's more uh, dis uh, discussion about uh, values than uh, exactly. Okay. okay. I I I totally I totally agree with this. Mm -hmm. I, I think that we should really uh, try to understand what kind of uh, you know society we would like to live in, what kind of organization, because of course in the future we may we may think that it's very good to have uh, machines as masters, because. Um, um, that would uh, take away uh, the anxiety uh, of deciding what kind of life to live, for example. Uh, but it would be a value judgment. So, mm. so, so once again, let's let's focus on the values that we would like to worship in the future, or that we would like to take care of, and then we can decide, or we can see what kind of technology can help us uh, implement the kind of scenario that we would like to. Have. I think this is a really nice idea to uh, conclude our conversation, but uh, maybe you want to add something. Something about what? About this topic. Uh, we started about, uh, with uh, robots uh, taking away our jobs, but uh, it was more like um, just a slogan or just um, yes, yes, uh, yes, yes. nothing serious. Well, what is, uh, what is the course you're teaching? This what, is... What's the subject? Uh, future, I haven't uh, translated it, <laughs> actually, it's a uh, future um, jobs and entrepreneurship or something like okay, that. Okay, okay, something related to entrepreneurship, yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, well, I don't have much to, to add. I think that I said everything that I wanted to point out. Um, yeah. Yes, I mean, I think that, yeah, the last, uh, the, 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 the sort of, uh, the last thing that I would like to say is that, yes, I think that we should look at our values and, uh, and, uh, and uh, as I said, the type of society that, I would that we would like to live in. And then we can move to technology. Of course, I mean, technology will always affect the way in which we look at ourselves. And this was actually the, the very meaning of my, of my joke, uh, uh, the joke about, uh, uh, okay, robots will replace us. Uh, uh, that's for sure. But in the end, we will realize that uh, we are the robots because we are holding up a mirror. Okay, and uh, and I think that this is this is in the end the conclusion that uh, technology will help us understand who we are in the end. And actually, that's that's what technology does. But uh, but then the main uh, the main thing is uh, to look at what kind of what kind of life we would like to have in the future, provided that we're not going to be alone. So how to organize living together in the future. Okay. So, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I hope that it was, uh, that it was uh, useful for you. It sure was.